plight to sign board. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body of the SK system. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. It must be annihilated. Send Rick and Daddy on War Rocket Ajax. In 2013, Ming the Merciless, ruler of the known universe, declares the Earth to immediate termination. To accomplish this awesome decree, Rick and Danny are dispatched to the planet on War Rocket Ajax. The two encountered something they never thought they'd find, though. Movies. Stalled in their given task, Rick and Denny comb the movies of the Earth, sending reports of their greatness back to Mongo in what is now called the Hail Ming Power Hour. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Hail Ming Power Hour. We're here to talk to you about a fun movie from the turn of the last century. Um, a, a movie with everything you could possibly hope for. But before I get into all that, which I'm sure you're excited now, that's the teaser for you. <laughs> before we get into all that, I'm Danny Bennett, and I'm here with my cohort, my brother, my podcasting counterpart, Rick Morgan. Howdy. We're on TV, y'all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see we're like we're at literally on TV or in TV. And 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 if you are watching it on your computer, don't try and like hover the mouse over those those channels to see if you can change it because <laughs> you're stuck with this. Stuck with this. Little three yeah. by four ratio. It's yep. a yep. no no widescreen or 1080p here. <laughs> so, speaking of 1080dp um how did you enjoy the movie we watched i mean before we even reveal it how, how did you how'd you like it you know I, I had seen it back when it came out and i was like eh, it's okay you know wasn't too bad I, I, yeah, yeah. I thought it was done pretty well for the time um i enjoyed it more this time around i guess because you put those things aside of your expectations right yeah uh, this is you know Stuart Gordon, right? I already have expectations when I hear the name because of Reanimator. We talked about this when we did From Beyond. Right. So when you put put out those kind of movies and you're thinking that's what you're going to get, this one's not Reanimator. It's not From Beyond, but it's definitely got some stuff in it. And you know, it's it's also uh, you know whenever Stuart Gordon used to come to the house and we used to hang around. Right. He was always the life of the party. You know, he, he ended up with the uh, the the lampshade on his head, you know, dancing around. Yeah, crazy. sure. Always hitting, always hitting on Sybil Danning, you know. Uh, well, you know, howling too. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, folks, if you don't know, we're talking about the 2001 Dagon. 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 Dagon, come yeah. and we won't go home. <laughs> 
I think I think that that was a cut from the version that I saw. I didn't I didn't see that part. <laughs> yeah, the big musical number where all the fish people are dancing around. <laughs> so so my streaming services are starting to get to know what kind of weird stuff I'm looking for, and it must not be an easy chore. But Dagon showed up as something that Tubi was was pushing my way, and I said you know, this looks like something that I want to check out. And I yeah. just kind of did on a whim. And I'm telling you, I was I was pleasantly surprised. A lot of it did seem familiar to me. So I, I very possibly could have seen it or seen part of it back in the day, you know, and just not remembered that much about it. But on the rewatch, I was really, I was really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh it's got a lot of great elements to it. Of course, you're you're it's Lovecraftian, so you know we're it's we're HP Lovecraft's Dagon. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you kind of know what you're going to get when you just even bring that up to begin with. But uh, there's only about one scene in this that I thought was a little weak, and it's just because of some CGI early CGI stuff. Other than yeah. that. This movie is solid, man. It's the only thing that, to me, really dated it. And when I say dated it, I mean it really put it in that in that box of late nineties, early two thousand. You know, not really up to par effects yet. You know, right, right. And you know what? So I watched uh, I've watched the first installment of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, yeah. I've watched a lot of stuff lately, and I'm a little behind on that one. But one of the things that I'm kind of disappointed with was the first installment's really strong, but CGI has gotten so good that even like a really, really well done monster that shows up in the in the third act of that one still kind of seems like what else? You know, it's like right. you, anything you can imagine, you can put on screen now. And there's really no filter that keeps you from from getting exactly what you're looking for and it, and it kind of makes these amazing effects seem old hat you know what i agree I, and it may be why i enjoyed werewolf by night so much because for the most part the effects were trying to you know hindering back to the old wolfman like the the transformation being a shadow yeah. and all that kind of stuff i, I like that because like you're saying we've kind of seen it all now nothing really blows us away anymore when it comes to that kind of stuff, because we already have a con, you know perception in our mind that well, that's just done on a computer. So, and, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about you know cabinet and doctor, and I've I've, I've commented on Doctor Caligari, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the cabinet of curiosities. I mean, I'm looking forward to the other ones. I, if anything, I was like, this is really well done. It's really well acted. Fantastic job of, of putting this story together, but an effect that should have blown me away because I've seen it before just kind of fell flat yeah. and you know, I, I wish that it didn't. Yeah. That's, that's been a, a problem for a while now is it, it's hard to just wow us anymore because you know, it just seems like anything that's imaginable can happen where before your imagination hadn't reached that point yet, you know, because yeah. those possibilities weren't there. So it's kind of a weird complaint, right? Because now you have the capability, but now you're not impressed by it. <laughs> right, right. And well, and, and I just watched From Beyond, and I, I think I watched Dagon, and, and like so, uh, the practical effects in this, I, I'm kind of going, "Wow, look what they did!" Right. And, yeah. and now I see something that's a hundred times more realistic. Yeah. But but I, I can't be impressed by it, and it's kind of sad. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a that's a perfect example of the, of the way I feel about a lot of stuff too. It's like, yeah, you know, you don't even no longer even have to say or spend the time and have somebody create the effects. You just say, "Oh, we'll do it in After Effects," right? Mm-hmm. You know, with, in post production, we'll worry about making the monsters. So, you know, it's it's a weird problem, right? The uh, it's it's great that we can do these things. If not, you get kind of what we saw in this one, which is. When he's having the one of the dream sequences, right? When he when he meets right, right. Uh, Usha, or is that her name, Usha? I think I think yeah yeah you got it, Usha Kambaro. Yeah, played Which by her her, her, her her real name is Macarena Gomez. Hey Macarena, Gomez. Hey, does, does she not look like? I'm just throwing this out there, but does she not look like she belongs in about 14 different giallos? Like, I mean, she just, the eyes and everything, it's like, man, she would have been perfect in, you know, uh, an Argento film or something, you know? First of all, this movie was was made and released in Spain. Yeah. So a lot of the dialogue is in Spanish. And on Tubi, it just had Spanish subtitles because they were just speaking Spanish and there was no desire to translate it. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that it didn't really take anything away from it. And secondly... Macarena Gomez, and yeah. she is phenomenal as yeah. just a really, really unsettlingly weird, attractive chick. Exactly what I mean. She could oh, have man. been in. She could have been in. You know, uh, opera or or you know something from Argento where it just that those, those eyes, man, she's and in, uh, she's just inhuman. You know the way that, yeah. that she the, the way that she interacts with things. You know, you don't know what she's going to do next, and which the. I'm not going to outline the whole plot. I'm just going to say I love the way that this jumps right in. I mean, it's very Lovecraftian to say, here's the world that you know, and all of a sudden you find yourself in a corner of it that you didn't know existed. These poor saps get caught in a storm that, that, that blows up out of nowhere and traps their boat. And this fishing village is nearby. And everybody in the fishing village has no need. They have no pretense to try and pretend that they're yeah. anything other than just like this weird cult, you know, like they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll. at first they do kind of put on this charade where they're like, we'll help you get help. Come with us. <laughs> but like the charade is, is so thin. The veil for this thing is like, I'm going to ask you one question. And they just look at them like, right. <laughs> like I yeah. don't have to answer your question. You can't get out of here. There's no way to contact anybody. You're going to die. But you know, in the meantime, go get a room in the inn. Right. Well, the guy yeah. won't even check you in. <laughs> well, you got, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the priest that comes up to help and when he points and you can see he's got webbed fingers, you know, so it's not even like, I mean, they're dressing just like normal people, but there's obviously something different with them for sure. Right. And, and so this is what I absolutely loved about it was that it just threw you in. It didn't, you know, it did give an explanation. Yeah. A little later which on. Was, yeah. was kind of a, which was kind of a throwback to, I'm sure the story that it was based on was like, you know, this yeah. is how this went down in deference to the, to the, the writer who wrote this short story. And other than that, you know, exactly what's going on it, when they get to the fishing village, you know, they get separated um, their poor friends who are stuck in the, sh- the ship get get towed under. Yeah. Um, and then it just starts raining and everybody's lurching around in this fishing village in these these narrow cobblestone alleys getting rained on. And 
and you know that stuff's going down. Yeah, and you got your main character who is having these dreams, a nightmare all the time about Usha. And yeah. every time he sees her, it never ends well. <laughs> yeah, she, 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 uh, she catches them in those, uh, in those, those, those dinner plates that she calls eyeballs, and yeah. then a, a few seconds later, she becomes something horrifyingly monstrous. Right, and so he knows yeah. that this isn't going to go well. But he, he wakes up and he's and sweats and does all this stuff and his hot girlfriend or wife, whatever she is, whatever she is, says, you have another nightmare? And he goes, oh, 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stuart, you're a bad man. Oh. Oh, you, you, have this, you have this main character who's kind of a wet blanket. You know, he's he's yeah. a he's a stockbroker. Oh, and, and he, they have this, this running theme where it's like, you know, well, it can go one of two ways. It can go one of two ways. There are two openings. Two possibilities. Two possibilities. And yeah. like, I don't really know why they chose to have that theme, but I think it helps to carry the story a little bit. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's at least a, a thread that, that it remains consistent. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, he, he fumbles his way around this, this fishing town. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, he's, they're looking for help because, you know, like you said, the, the ship's been kind of, crashed on 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 the uh, some rocks and it's stuck there trying to get some help and him and his girlfriend or whatever she is go to the town she can speak a little spanish he speaks zero and obnoxiously speaks zero or he's like uh taco friendo rumo <laughs> it's like man dude just and the first thing you do in any situation when you and a compadre is going somewhere and you're needing help for emergency, the first thing you don't do is split up. And that's exactly the first thing these guys do is they split them up. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to go, we're going to take the girl. She's going to talk, talk to the police and you're going to jump in this boat with these people with big bug eyes and mask on. And you're going to go back to help your friends on the boat. So, this movie's free on Tubi. Yeah, and I'm going to say this because I, I don't think that we need to. Out, and I agree. I, I love the setup for it. And, and I, I love the fact that but you don't need to know about it. You just need to to go watch it. And, and yeah. here's why. Because it goes bad. It gets a little bit better. Then it stays bad, man. <laughs> it does what you want it to do. Like, it, you know, you don't care about this guy as a hero. You might no. commiserate with him for a second. But when things don't go right just like yeah you know what this is a better ending yeah you're you're not even rooting for this guy through the majority of it because you're set up to not like him to begin with just because of yeah. all his life is you know his his fortune he's made you know on the computer and of course you know you see that his, his girlfriend's like look we're not out here to do that we're here to take a break take a vacation throws his computer out in the water which in 2001 oh, that's oh. a big deal <laughs> No, I but, can't keep up with my stocks. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I really liked. I did like when you talked to what was the character's name? Uh, Ezekiel. The, the yeah yeah the the uh, the the town. Uh, he he was a kid when all this went down. Yeah, kind of explains what happened to the town. And yeah, he's like the drunk. Right. So he's like one of the only <laughs> real humans left out of all this. Who's still there? But they they let him be because he's the crazy drunk guy, right? Yeah, that's who you want to leave around, you know. Uh, they're fish people. Well, who knows what they're thinking, right? So, 
And when we say fish people, I mean, I mean, you do see some more creature-esque characters down the road as this thing goes on. But for the most part, they're very human. They just have some some qualities like, you know, gills in the back of their neck, things like that. Well, and they're, and they're skinning people and wearing their skins. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's not normal. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just. If you, have, if you know anything about Lovecraft, you know that that this is falls right in line. This town ended up um, eschewing uh, the Christian church for a another god that could they could promise them. And I love the, the irony of you know like oh well you know, you're a fishing town we'll bring you fish. <laughs> sure <laughs> will. <laughs> and yeah, then they start worshiping Dagon, and, and you know like gold starts you know washing up on the shores. They're like yeah, we're living on you know on uh, sunny street right you know like yeah. the, everything's great but it's not and you know right. over time they all start to like pay uh homage to their god and in you know these these uh these rituals and and these people yeah. just fall right in man and then while paul is running around which i'm gonna say this too and i may be wrong yeah but the, but watching this the second time it's like were they looking for a jeffrey combs wannabe to play this role maybe but he's the pale shadow with the well, sure. But with the glasses and some of the things he does, I'm like, hmm. I wonder if they were planning for something different. It just didn't work out. He has a similar mania, but he yeah. doesn't pull it off as well. He, no, he's no, not well. just like he, he doesn't play the the crazed lunatic the way that Jeffrey Combs does. Right, and, right. So, so what about this scene? And I know you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about. What about the uh, the eye and latch on the door scene? There's a part yeah. where you know, the the fish people, uh, you know, they raise their 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 pitchforks, their tridents, and they're coming to 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 his hotel room to to ferret him out. Yep. He goes to lock the door, and there's no lock on the door. So he takes out his trusty pocket knife, which shows up all the time. <laughs> yep, pocket knife, and he starts unscrewing the screws of the 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 lock on the closet or whatever, so he can put it on the door. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets it on there to buy i don't know five seconds <laughs> definitely less time that would have been if he had just started running. just took off running right <laughs> I, you know and, and i guess like he thought well you know i'll lock the door and then i'll be like who is it right nobody's home but like you know <laughs> there were I, I don't think that the danger could be more overstated yeah than what right. was going on right yeah then. yeah i mean and, and i think that's the the other thing about it too is uh he thinks he's dealing with people till these things start happening. And then I think when that hits in, he's just like, yeah. you, cause you're taking this guy from wimpy, you know, uh, wimpy guy to trying to be the, the, the hero, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you, when he first gets on the boat to go back for help, you know, and he gets that big hook stuck in his hand and all that stuff, you know? So you're like, well, this guy's not cut out for this at all. Right. Yeah. He's not, he's going to have to depend on Barbara to pull him out of the fire because she was a firecracker. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I just, again, I enjoyed it a lot more. The fact is, is eventually, with all this going on, characters that you thought are dead and gone might pop up again later on. Yeah, maybe. It's not going to matter much. Right. And... <laughs> I was gonna say, and and Paul does finally meet Usha. Yeah, he meets Usha, and you know yeah. she's super weird. She's even weirder than in his dreams. Well, yeah. honestly, when they meet face to face. Yeah, um, I mean literally face to face. <laughs> yeah, 
And she's... <laughs> yeah, man, I'm telling you. She be- she belongs in a uh, Sergio Martino movie or something, man. So, so if you like lovecraftian type horror you know then this is right up that alley and you know maybe it's got some dated effects maybe the the acting isn't is 100 but i mean like it's awesome how it just kind of like sticks you in the middle of this lovecraft story and then just lets it go it, it doesn't try and turn it into a hollywood blockbuster it doesn't try and make it into a romance it's super weird the whole time and right. It, it's super culty and the characters are doomed and and it's it's really just that's what it is you're getting yep. lovecraft off the page yep. and on to the movie screen i'm i'm gonna throw this out there because i think most most horror fans that have seen these movies will know exactly what i'm talking about but to me this is the predecessor to movies like midsummer uh hereditary uh the remake of suspiria uh the way that they all have their flipping the story on its ear at the end of it type deal, right? This mm-hmm. one does the exact same thing just all these years earlier. So I'm kind of wondering, is this not a, res- a resource that people have borrowed from because it's dead up what has made these other movies so popular? Is because you're following this character for so long, you're invested in them only to find out they're not who you think they are. Yeah, and, and and maybe so. Like I, I really the the twist in this, I'll say was unexpected. Sure, but also was inconsequential. You know, yeah. like yeah, from from the the end is pretty just like his prophetic dreams, where 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 tragedy is going to happen. You know, from the beginning that that's where this whole this story is on a collision course with wackiness and, and, uh, and Cthulhu <laughs> is right there waiting to consume the whole bunch. And, and, um, and it doesn't shy away from that. And that's kind of what I liked about it. Yeah. 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 And, and that's what I picked up more on, on the second viewing again. I think the first time I was a little jaded because I expected over the top, crazy gore, which don't get me wrong. There, there, there's definitely some in this, uh, there is. but not to the level of the fun that is in those other movies so but going back and seeing it now and picking up on the actual story of what's going on and how it falls into place and like i said with all these other movies that have come since then that are using the same idea i'm like huh this actually is a little more brilliant than i thought it was like i you know and, and that's kind of what i wanted to talk to you about it because there aren't a lot of people that i could sit down and watch a movie like this with yeah you know, who are going to appreciate it as just kind of like a nihilistic uh, uh, cult horror movie that 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 had some genius and also had just some some real practical storytelling. Yep. And and I wanted I wanted to sit and watch it with somebody that that I appreciate also enjoying that kind of stuff. Sure. So I'm like, hey, do you want to talk about Dagon? And you said yes. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's again, I think the 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 real crime of this movie is. It just kind of got stuck in that era of all the other movies that were coming out. And I, I don't think when, when I think about this movie, the look of it reminds me of the time. But the storytelling is left field compared to everything else that was coming out. Maybe that hurt it back in the day. But I can see where I, I, I did notice that Vestron has put out a, a newer version of it 
you know, so it's almost like maybe it's picked up kind of a cult following as the years has gone along. Um, but yeah, it deserves it. It really does. A cult following. Yeah. A cult following of a cult. cult. Actually, actually, all of the, the new uh, remastered ones are going to this one fishing village. In <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'm, you know, I, I think if, if that's the kind of stuff you like, if you like, like you said, these these cult movies that have come out that are kind of kind of light on the explanation yeah. and heavy on the the weird factor, then check out Dagon. And you know the worst they can do is is make you waste twenty minutes before you decide. You know, okay, I don't care anymore. But it's got an ending that's pretty damn phenomenal. Sure, uh, you know what? And the action in it too. I mean, and I'm not talking about like kung fu fighting or nothing like that. But this movie is moving. It's it's I mean yeah. it's constantly running from here, running to there. Another thing happening here. It doesn't set and dwell on a lot of dialogue. There's always something churning in the, throughout the whole story. It's it, there's action, and then it leads to a lull where you get the backstory, and then it kind of slows down for a minute, and then the horror kicks in. Yeah, you know, like like the 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 abuses that that Dagon has performed on some of these people and the skinning people alive Whew. that happens and then it it, it all kind of like like leads you right into a finale yeah where I mean where you don't have any idea how it's 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 like if you watched Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom but you weren't sure that Indiana Jones was really gonna save the day because <laughs> Indiana Jones is some guy with a pocket knife. <laughs> a Swiss Army knife that he pulls out constantly. He threatens all kinds of people with that thing too. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got like the, the wide blade, and then he's got a little screwdriver. And I'm surprised he didn't use the toothpick. You know, like wait, uh, you know, like <laughs> Put, stick that in your gill and give you an infection. <laughs> and it's a solid. It's, you got uh, tentacles. You got tentacles. I'm just you got tentacles. Tentacles all tentacles. over the place because you know it's yep. it's Cthulhu. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you know, and, and you've got one, you know, starting to get pretty hot, steamy scene, and then dude's like, uh, "I'll pass." Something's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little weird here. Oh, wait, wait, okay. where are you going? Where are you going? I'm sorry, babe. I gotta go. <laughs> Something well, came you know, up. <laughs> she's she's, uh, she's wheeling after you in the hallway. <laughs> oh yeah. So there I mean, you go, folks. Main characters with special needs, and it's it's not even a thing. I'm I'm happy you checked it out, and because it really made me check it out again too. Because yeah. I have, again, I, it's one of those I kind of said, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, that was kind of it. You know, it just kind of popped up, and I was like, you know. I mean, and like, like I said to you, like you go to watch it and I was like, I'm sure in the first 10, 20 minutes, I'm going right. to go, well, you know, I know where this is going or if, and I didn't know where it was going, but I kind of wanted to see it go there. Sure. I, sure. Like, I see where this is going and I'm intrigued to see how they pull it off. It throws because you enough curves. Characters are interesting enough. It, it keeps you involved and that's good storytelling. Yeah. And then it's got the ending has kind of like splash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah. So Which, no, ne next time we have that. a party, next time we have a party, and Stuart Gordon's over at the house, we'll just have to tell him, "Hey, man, you know, good job I'll on that." Daryl Hannah owes you her career, except this came, you know, like yeah. twenty-two years later. But 
<laughs> I was gonna say, you know, I've been saying the whole time, you know where this is going, you know where this is going, you know where this is going. And then I realized You don't know where it's going. It's wrong. I I I kind of you know, to a degree I knew where it was going, but now that I think about the ending, yeah. I didn't know where it was going. <laughs> oh. But yeah, man. Uh I think it's a, a jewel in the rough, right? It's just something that's been kind of hidden for a while and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that appreciate this movie that were ahead of the game and just said, "See, told you." Yeah. So, and you were right. Uh, I totally missed how good this movie was the first time around. So, 20 20 what? 22 years later, I'm going, "Oh yeah. It's pretty good." Dagon, man. Dagon. Dagon. Daylight come and we won't go home. They do want to go home. That's true. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, you know, from Hail Ming Power Hour, I definitely give it a high rank. I, I think you should check it out. It's free on Tubi. Yep. Give it a try. If, if you don't like what you see, then, you know, turn it off. But I, I think you'll be intrigued and I think you'll enjoy it if you've never watched it before. Yep. I think if you like anything... Uh, Lovecraftian, it's a definite watch. If you like anything that uh, our friend uh, Stuart Gordon has done, then yeah, yeah, you're going to want to see this too. Uh, Like you, I've got one of those recommendations after I watched Slugs on Tubi. It brought up another movie, and it's exactly like what you were talking about. So I've got a a review coming up of a movie that I'm like, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have watched that. Well, you do it so I don't have to, see? Yeah, right. So, But it's exactly the same thing. If you like this, then check out this. Well, no. (laughs) So the movie I'm talking about is a movie called Crawlers. And it's made by the guy that made... uh, Oh, crap. What what, what did he make? It wasn't any good. Anyways, it's it's an an Italian ripoff idea that... They almost called it Troll 3, if that tells you anything. They wanted to call it Troll 3, but it ended up being called Contamination Part 7 <laughs> in other places. So, yeah, they're just trying to find a place for it to fit in. It's, but isn't it that guy that did, that did perfect, uh, Total Dark? Oh, uh, no, no, no. That's Shocking Dark. Shocking Dark. It's not... Was that no. guy L- Lambert, L- Lorenzo? The I can't remember his name. Well, uh, you know it's okay. I'm not looking him up. Let's see. I am, but I'm not going to look him up for recommendations. Uh, the director of this is Fabrizio Laurenti, and he hasn't really done anything else horror related. I think he did one. This came out in '90, and it's really? like. But the producer was Joe Diamato. So to me, when I hear Diamato, I know I'm already in for some trash. So, right. But uh, we're talking about Bruno Matai. Bruno. Oh, Matai. Bruno Matai. Yeah. 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 He, he makes movies where he steals dialogue from other movies and <laughs> starts to make that movie with a lot less. Crap, money. he's seen scenes from other movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well,. All right, but yeah, that has nothing to do with Dagon. You need it to doesn't. check it out. I, I I think it's uh good on your part for bringing it back up. So I really enjoyed watching it again. I'm I'm glad to have somebody to talk to about it because I really did enjoy it way more than I thought I would. And uh and I, I think anybody out there who just has some time on their hands should probably check it out. There you go. 
All right, folks, there you go. There's another recommendation from the Helming Power 45 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever this is. Right, right. And I'm going to reach over and change the channel. <laughs> There's some UHF <laughs> channels there. That's It's a gag for the you know video part. That's right, yeah. You need to be watching us on YouTube if you're not watching us, right? Because it's a lot of fun. We're, we're doing some goofy stuff on here. Uh, if you like goofy stuff, then, you know, check us out. Yeah. So, from Helming Power Hour, I'm Danny Bennett. I'm Rick, with no last name. And we'll Remember, see I'm Rick Dagon. At the movies. I do have web fingers. Look at that. You do? Wow. That's cool. I'm not coming over to your house anymore. <laughs> Well, Stuart said he wouldn't come over anymore either, so there you go. And he will. Yeah. Yeah, as long as there's liquor in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we'll see you later. Adios. See you. <laughs>